If you are looking for that all-in-one travel app that can track your various loyalty and travel rewards in one centralized place, along with your travel bookings and real-time updates to your flights, check out App in the Air. The app can do all of this and more. Best of all, it also integrates with the popular travel app TripIt, making it easy to import all of your travel information. Check out App in the Air and get 20% off of your next flight, up to $50 off per booking, when you book directly through the app by using the code GeoBreeze at checkout. Thank you to App in the Air for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. I think Cabo is a lot nicer and it's way more beautiful than than Cancun. The problem with Cabo is if you like to go on the beach itself and actually go into the water, it's not good. Because Cancun, the water is extremely simple. Like there's not a lot of waves. You can actually swim. Whereas in Cabo, you have a ton of rip currents. So uh, most hotels will tell you that there's no... No swimming allowed, or if if it's allowed, it has to be under strict supervision and under a schedule. So obviously that's not fun. However, for the views and, and vibe, I think Cabo is a lot nicer because Cabo is actually in the middle of the desert. So Baja California and especially Baja California Sur is very, very arid. So you have the contrast between the cactuses and the desert and just this gorgeous looking beach. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Pedro de Alba from Viajando Extra. Pedro is an international business professional that started in the points game just months before the pandemic and is now using the knowledge to travel the world with what he's learned. He's lived and traveled all over Mexico and grew up predominantly in the Jalisco region. In this episode, Pedro and I discuss some of his favorite Mexican resorts that you can book with points. We're talking about way more than just the Cancun resorts you hear about all the time. We're covering hotels and resorts in the Yucatan, Mexico City, Baja California, the West Coast, and more. If you're looking to book some all-inclusive vacations in Mexico, Hyatt recently added a lot of new brands to their portfolio, including Zoetry, Secrets, Breathless, Dreams, and many others. In addition to the Hyatt cards, you can also transfer points from Chase and Built into the Hyatt program at a one-to-one ratio as well. Remember, if you decide to apply for Chase cards or Built cards or any other cards, never ever apply directly through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral links. If you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out geobreezetravel.com slash cards. And we have a link to some popular chase cards and the build card for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Hey, Pedro. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Thanks a lot for having me, Julie. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you about all of the wonderful aspirational properties in Mexico because... Obviously, it's just a short flight for so many of us in the U.S. And there's so many great properties that I feel like people don't talk about. Obviously, there's like the Hyatt Ziva and Hyatt Zalara out in Cancun, but there's so much more to Mexico than that. So I'm excited to chat with you about all of the different great hotel options or a lot of them today. So before we get into all of that, 
tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your background and how did you get into the game of points and miles? Sure, I'd be happy to. Basically, I am a international consultant, political consultant. I I do a lot of work for governments and stuff like that. So I travel quite a bit on my own, but I actually got into the points game because, well, like a lot of us, one day I flew in an economy for, I did Singapore, Los Angeles to Tokyo. And I was, it was a great flight, but I kept thinking and kicking at myself. Why am I not in front? Why am I not in front? One thing led to the other. And I started finding a lot of content creators that started explaining what the points and miles were. And it all seemed extremely doable. So I started doing it. And before I knew it, I had a massive amount of points saved up. Yeah, I started using them and, and doing crazy stuff that I never thought I'd be doing a few, just a few years back. And you were originally from Mexico, is that correct? I spent quite a, quite a lot of time in Mexico. I am a Mexican citizen, so that helps. Speaking the language and knowing the, the places where to, where to be and where to avoid always helps. But you'll never change home. So the place that I visit most is always Mexico. Within Mexico, what are some of your favorite areas just in general before we even talk about specific hotels? Just what are sure. the best cities for people to visit? Well, it all depends on what kind of vacation you want. Basically, the gist is Mexico has a little bit of something for everybody. There's mountains and there's beaches. There's deserts and there's tropical forests. You can find pretty much everything in Mexico. So it all depends on on your specific likes. And usually the Mexican tourism industry has been growing and exploding and perfecting itself like no other country on the world. Because you can find eco-tourism, you can find high-end tourism, you can find hotels that you don't want to ever even leave the property and there's hotels that are literally just in the middle of the walking utopia so it it really depends on what you're looking for there's there's certain things that i personally like to to see when i go i usually tend to do a lot of cultural tourism so if you're going to go to cultural tourism i usually recommend staying away from cancun which is the most popular destination in mexico but cancun was built and exploded in the mid 80s so before the 80s, there was nothing there. If you want to see something that's extremely cultural, I'd recommend Oaxaca. Oaxaca is extremely underrated because Oaxaca, you have Oaxaca City, which is amazing. And you have just a couple of hours drive. You have Huatulco and you have Puerto Escondido, which are two amazing beaches that are extremely low key from, for people who are outside of Mexico and that are just spectacular. And you can find some really, really good options to stay there. And Oaxaca has the best cheese. I think it's my favorite oh, yeah. cheese ever. Yeah, the Oaxaca cheese is the most most famous cheese in the entire country, especially to do quesadillas. There's there's no other way to do it if you're going to do it because, yeah, proper. They're just so melty. And every time you want like that perfect quesadilla lift where you lift up the slice of the quesadilla and there's just like the gooey, stringy cheese <laughs> from Food Dreams, yeah. it's probably Oaxaca cheese. It's so good. And then Oaxaca is one of the biggest cultural culinary centers in Mexico. You can actually find from insects to high-end steak. It's, it's quite, quite interesting, the variety of things you can find in Oaxaca in terms of that. So that's really one of the best places to experience that. I recommend San Miguel Allende as well, although San Miguel Allende has been growing a lot in popularity as of late. So San Miguel Allende is an old colonial town that got extremely popular because they kept the architecture of the old colonial era 
and they started building a ton of hotels and a ton of rooftop bars and stuff like that. So it's, I'd say it, as far as Instagrammable cities, Mexico, San Miguel de Allende is the biggest. They even built a, a Rosewood not too long ago. That's huge property, beautiful property. So there's, there's that. And you can go, you, I can't not mention my home state of Jalisco, where you have Guadalajara, you have Lagos de Moreno, you have Chapala, you have Puerto Vallarta, which is amazing. And you can follow the tequila route that goes all the way from Los Altos de Jalisco near, near Lagos de Moreno and Arandas all the way to Mascota in the western part of the state. And you can actually see agave fields all over the place and do tequila tastings along the way, including and not limited to Tequila City itself, which is amazing and a not-miss town in that area. Oh, yeah. If you want the real, real experience, please go. Tequila is on my list for sure. Yeah, I think it's great because... As I mentioned, it has a lot of variety. So the tour actually starts in the desert and ends up in the beach. You see so many things along the way, and it's it's just gorgeous. For people who do want more of a tropical vacation on a fantastic resort, what are some of your favorites that you've been to? Okay, so I have to admit, I have a, a small bias for AMR resorts, the Breathless and the Secret brands. They have them in Cabo. They have them in, I believe there's secrets as well. But the one in Cancun, the Breathless in Cancun, Playa del Carmen is just awesome. Really be, it really varies because secrets is more low key, whereas Breathless is a big party. But what it's actually really, really amazing about those specific properties is that you don't have to deal with a lot of things that you have to deal with all inclusive resorts as restaurant reservations or uh, having to pay premium for certain alcohols. You don't have that there. So it just takes a little bit of the sting off staying at some of these properties that are incredibly aspirational, but end up being extremely expensive afterwards. That helps. I believe the, I have to admit the St. Regis in Punta Mita near Puerto Vallarta is just spectacular. That whole area is just gorgeous. The water is beautiful. It's actually one of my, my favorite, if not my favorite beach in all Mexico in the Pacific. Because you have almost the waters of the Caribbean in terms of colors, yet you don't have to have to be in the Caribbean to experience that. So that's awesome. Plus, you have Islas Marietas nearby, which is this cove in the, like this small island that actually has a cove inside it. And it's just unbelievably beautiful. And that's just like a 20 minute boat right away. I'm really excited that the Breathless and the AMR and the Secrets brands are being added to Hyatt. So pretty soon, hopefully we can all use our Hyatt points to book some of these different locations. And I know a ton of them that they're acquiring are going to be located in Mexico. So that's exciting as well. Until then, let's talk about some of the key Hyatt properties that people talk about in Mexico. Obviously, there's Hyatt Ziva, Hyatt Zolara. It's the ones that people talk about all the time. Have you been there? I've been to Zolara. So Zolara in Cancun is just... It's amazing, but the just the vibe in Cancun is just really, really interesting right now because obviously people try to party, ha- try to have fun as much as they can. And there's certain properties like Solara who actually like to pamper their guests. And Hyatt, well, for me, it's a guarantee because obviously Hyatt's Hyatt. And they, I believe that Hyatt, the way they treat globalists is just spectacular, especially considering other brands. The, the perks over there are just second to none in terms of loyalty, so that helps. 
What about other hotels that are in the same area? Like I know the Andas, Mayacoba, Resort Riviera is out there or Thompson, Playa del Carmen or the Grand Hyatt, Playa del Carmen. Do you know if any of these are just as good if we should skip over them to go to a more all-inclusive or definitely don't sleep on these because they're better? I, I actually have the perfect guide for everybody right now. Okay, so there's a... I do recommend the Thompson. There's two properties in Playa del Carmen. I recommend the one that's on Avenida Cinco. It's just gorgeous property. has the most amazing rooftop bar. It's not on the beach itself, but you could actually go to the beach resort at the at the next hotel as part of the property. And it's just the vibe so, so cool. So what I recommend, if, if anybody goes to the Riviera Maya or go Cancun, I recommend actually going as far away as Cancun, of Cancun as possible. So Playa del Carmen is just gorgeous. It's a very walking city and has plenty of clubs, plenty of nightlife, but it's actually still has a Mexican vibe to it. So you can actually find cantinas, you can actually find very cheap bars and stuff like that. So you can definitely go for a resort where you're going to stay at, stay at the hotel. But, and that's definitely what I would recommend if you're staying in Cancun. But if you're going to stay in Playa del Carmen or the other places I'm about to mention, you're obviously going to want to try to get out of the hotel as much as possible. So obviously Playa del Carmen is a very, very big city. There's also Cancun that's been exploding, especially because of all of the Instagrammable hotels that have been coming out. So you can actually find all kinds of budgets, all kinds of different vibes in the hotels. There's hotels that I've been to that literally the room has sand for floors. So that's that's interesting. You just have to kind of sweep off your feet when you get onto the bed, but it's pretty fun. And Tulum's been going nuts lately with all the backpackers that are starting to go there. So that's that's a fun vibe. But there's also very hidden called Bacalar, even more to the south. So Bacalar is a town right by the lake. It's actually a lagoon, to be specific, the Bacalar Lagoon. It's just gorgeous. And there's so many properties there that are small, but are incredibly beautiful. I don't know if there's any points hotels in Bacalar yet, but there's actually some properties that are just amazing. And there's a lot of Airbnbs as well, right by the water. And it's a very, very, very hidden gem. Only Mexicans mostly know about it. It's starting to grow in international tourism, but since it, it is quite a drive from Cancun, it's like a three-hour drive. It's not something that a lot of people would consider. And I think that's that's a big mistake because it is gorgeous. Perhaps if there's anything there on fine hotels and resorts, people could use their Amex Platinum credit and get $200 off there or use their $300 credit through the Chase Sapphire Reserve. If it's on the Capital One portal, you could use your $300 credit there because obviously if you're using those credits through the portals, you're probably not going to get elite nights in whatever brand mm-hmm. you usually so I always like to use those to explore a day or two in a hotel brand that I'm not as familiar with because then you're not worried about, is it going to code correctly? You just get to enjoy a new brand. Yeah. And on top of that, at least with Capital One, you even get 10x points per, per dollar at some at, when you book through them. So that, that works. Yeah, there's, there's hopefully there's a lot, of, a lot of options. You never know with small properties, how they're going to add, but there are luxury properties there. So it's something that, that I hope is going to grow. And with, with the expansion of Hyatt in Mexico, we, I, we can only hope that there's going to be some, some very awesome niche redemptions. 
For sure. And even if somebody is listening and thinking, well, I'm not really like a luxury resort traveler. I like going to Mexico because it's super budget friendly and really, really affordable to get some good hotels. They have a ton of those too, even in the Yucatan, especially in like the Merida area where I've seen hotel nights that go for $30 or $40 per night. You can just park yourself there for the winter. You just hang out for January and February and suddenly have globalists because you spent two months in Mexico and it's probably cheaper than wherever you're paying rent. So just let your lease end in December and then go to Mexico for a couple months and then come back. Sure. Digital nomads are a thing. And that's a great way to get status. And don't skip out on Merida either because Merida is, is just gorgeous. You have Paseo Montejo, which is like the most European thing you would ever imagine. It looks like a straight out of Barcelona and it's just beautiful and it's extremely safe. It's one of the safest, if not the safest big city in Mexico. And right next, about an hour drive, you have Chichen Itza, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. And you actually have Valladolid, which is a small town that's also very colonial, very beautiful. So all of that area, even though it's not on the beach itself, is absolutely magical. I also just searched for the secrets and the breathless hotels that are all up and down the Yucatan near Cancun. And they're available now on Hyatt. And a lot of them are only 17,000 points per night, which is quite a bit cheaper than Hyatt Ziva and Zalara if you are looking for an all-inclusive experience. So, And I have to zoom in really close on the Cancun beach to see all of the different Hyatt hotels. I know Hyatt normally has a smaller footprint, but they are just packed. So you have a ton of different options if you're looking in that area for Hyatt hotels. Yeah, I think it's great that they're expanding. It's it's always great when Hyatt adds properties. And I can I can for sure say that those properties are extremely well built and managed. So I look forward to it. And a shameless plug for Julia here, but always remember to use her her letter for for the hotels because that always helps. Oh yeah, you can get some pretty great upgrades if you use the free hotel upgrade email template, which I can link for you guys in the show notes. All right. So we talked about the Caribbean side a little bit. Let's go to the complete other side. Let's talk mm-hmm. Cabo. Which one do you prefer, Cabo or Cancun for most people who are traveling? Okay, so Cabo is a lot nicer and it's way more beautiful than, than Cancun. The problem with Cabo is if you like to go on the beach itself and actually go into the water, it's not good. Because Can- Cancun, the water is extremely simple. Like There's not a lot of waves. You can actually swim. Whereas in Cabo, you have a ton of rip currents. So most hotels will tell you that there's no no swimming allowed. Or if, if it's allowed, it has to be under strict supervision and under a schedule. So obviously that's not fun. However, for the views and, and vibe, I think Cabo is a lot nicer because Cabo is actually in the middle of the desert. So Baja California and especially Baja California Sur is very, very arid. So you have the contrast between the cactuses and the desert and just this gorgeous looking beach. That's that's just amazingly, we were talking about Instagrammable. Well, that's, that's a very loaded word over there. If you can rent a car and just go up the peninsula towards La Paz, you'll find a ton of secluded beaches that are just out of a fairy tale. And if you want to stay in La Paz and then do the drive the other way, there is the Hyatt Place La Paz. It is only 5,000 points per night. So if you're like, okay, like 
Los Cabos is really nice, but those are expensive hotels. Again, if you want to do the budget route, stay on the other side of this and then make the drive down to the tip of the peninsula because there's a pretty affordable hotel there as well. And also a lot of the girls who are listening know this. If you are in a dry climate with a beach, that makes it even more Instagrammable because your hair behaves. If you're in Cancun, you guys know how ridiculously humid it is and nobody's hair is going to behave for Instagram photos. But if you're in the desert, Las Vegas hair is great. And so... So is Los Cabos hair. Yeah, definitely. I have I have curly hair myself, so I would actually know a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of properties that are that are gorgeous, like the Wall of Astoria, Los Cabos Pedregal. That's quite amazing. I have heard great things about that hotel, and that yeah. if you have the Hilton Aspire and want to use one of your free night certificates, that's one of the best places these days that people really love. Yeah, and considering the the retail is usually above $1,000 a night, it's definitely worth it. But just as a quick FYI, so Cabo is actually divided in two. You have San Jose del Cabo and you have Cabo San Lucas. So Cabo San Lucas is a little bit more party-ish. That's where the ta- the main town is. And you have the other, the other place, which is San Jose del Cabo, which is more for couples, like properties. You don't really go out much outside of your hotel. Uh, so I recommend that for couples as well. The Actually, the Secrets uh, Los Cabos is actually right in San Jose del Cabo. And that's usually the way the way it works over there. If you are planning to stay at your hotel, I do recommend San Jose del Cabo. And if you want to explore a little bit, party a little bit outside of the hotel, Cabo San Lucas is the way to go. Have you been to the Cape or heard much about the Cape, which is a Thompson Hotel over there? I haven't been. I've heard and I've read reviews and it something that is on my bucket list since I'm actually going to go to Cabo sometime later this year. It's as good as a chance and an excuse as any to, to go and check it out. Perfect. All right. So we've covered Cancun, we've covered mm-hmm. Cabo. Let's talk about the other beach resorts. Cause I know most people are like, those are the two main beach places, but mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's looked at the map recently. Mexico has a ton of coastline and amongst yeah. the coastline are a lot of really nice resorts and hotels and just really nice beaches to go visit. So mm-hmm. what are some outside of Cabo and outside of Cancun that people should definitely check out? Okay, so I'm going to start with the most controversial, but I think that one of the best beaches outside of those two is actually Mazatlan. Mazatlan, Sinaloa is actually a gorgeous, gorgeous town. It's It has rock formations. It has islands. It has an amazing, very local vibe. There's a few flights a day from Canada, I believe, from Vancouver. They have a flight from Phoenix. They have flights from and and Mazatlan is actually quite amazing. They have a they have a Rio Palace over there that's amazing. I highly recommend that that property. Mazatlan is one of the most underrated places. It gets a, a very bad rap for the area, but Mazatlan is actually extremely extremely safe. I can I can vouch for it. Every time I go to Mazatlan, I feel at home. And it's if you want somewhere that doesn't feel like it's completely overrun with tourists, I think that's a very good option. Obviously, we've we've covered Puerto Vallarta, so that's definitely a thing, and it has beautiful city center, so that that works as well. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Acapulco. 
So Acapulco, as a lot of you guys know, was the crown jewel of the Pacific during the 50s to the pretty much the late 90s. Unfortunately, the security situation there got extremely complicated for a minute, and, and Acapulco has lost a lot of its former glory. However, you can find some amazing properties like Las Brisas, which is a hotel that's on a cliff that's just amazing. But Acapulco is actually still a very, very popular destination for Mexicans. It's basically Mexico's Hamptons. So Mexico City's Hamptons. So you would you would find people going there for the weekend very, very commonly. So I'd say the touristy areas are just are fine for tourists. It's not you're not gonna have any problems there. How easy or difficult is it to get to some of these other coastal towns if you're flying from major cities in the U.S.? Because obviously there's tons of direct flights to Cancun, Mexico City, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Cabo. But if somebody wanted to get to Acapulco or somewhere else like that, how much of an effort is that? Actually, it's it shouldn't be too much of an issue because, uh, well, for starters, most, if not all, major cities in Mexico are covered by Aeromexico. And Aeromexico is a partner of SkyTeam code shares with Delta. So as long as you can, you're fine with transiting through Mexico City, you should be completely safe on that regard. That's number one. Number two is uh, Mazatlan has a few flights. Acapulco, I believe, still has a few flights. Oaxaca is growing in popularity. So there are direct flights from the U.S. So you, have, you don't really have a problem. And with the rise of low-cost carriers in Mexico, such as Volaris, you actually have an incredible amount of direct origin and destination connectivity. So you can fly in flights that are just uh, direct to a lot of these resort towns or with just a stop, either Mexico City or Monterey, and, and it works. Perfect. And for people like me who are like, I mean, beaches are great, but I'm actually more of a city person and I really like to travel for food. I hear Mexico City is one of the best foodie towns in the world. Oh, Mexico City foodie town. Where do I begin? <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that is definitely a thing. Mexico City, if you want to, it's one of those weird cities in the world where if you want to walk a lot, you're going to walk a lot and not have any single issue. Mexico City has been cleaning its security situation for quite a while. So actually, you can walk without many issues through most most neighborhoods and for for food i recommend la roma la condesa uh, coyacan polanco all of that work amazing for food and usually you can find every everything and anything that fits your budget so if you want to go high-end steak you can find a hundred dollar steak restaurant and that's not going to be an issue but if you want Street tacos, which in my honest opinion and most Mexicans' honest opinion are the best, you can find them pretty much in every every single corner. It's it's just amazing how many how much variety it is. And what's actually pretty interesting is tacos vary a lot because not only it's the preparation, not only but just the ingredients in a tortilla or the the fact that the tortilla is made by hand or made at a certain place or another changes the entire taco. So you will actually find vastly different experiences from one place to the other. And yeah, that's, it's quite the journey. And for anybody who does have to transit through Mexico city and to any of the other airports, 
I hear they have nice lounges too. They actually do. Uh, the Air Mexico lounges are are fine. They're, they're great, but the American Express Centurion lounges in Mexico City are fantastic. There's actually three: one in the, the Terminal One domestic, one in Terminal One international, and one in Terminal Two. And those lounges are fantastic because not only do you have a la carte dining, which is included in most cases, but you actually have extra services like barbers, hairstylists, et cetera, that are all complimentary. So that's something you don't see in the U.S. You can get your hair done for free, your nails done for free. You can get massages. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite interesting, the amount of services there. And if you have a priority pass, even the... Um, Grand Elite Lounge in, in Mexico City is, is amazing because you do also have a la carte food. You have high-end tequilas and stuff like that. But you also have your own electric buggy to to your gate. So that's pretty nice, to be honest, to be especially at big airports like Mexico City. Wait, you just have your own electric buggy? How does this work? Basically, when you arrive at the lounge, you just let them know, okay, my flight is departing from gate let's say 11 and boarding times at 10 30 then they'll be like okay um be here at the front entrance at 10 and there's a electric buggy that takes you directly to your gate so that's that's a service i haven't seen much especially from priority pass lounges that's so cool yeah all right it's actually not bad so we've covered Cancun, we've covered the Los Cabos area, we've covered the West Coast, we've covered Mexico City, and some other areas throughout as well. We missed mm-hmm. anything? Any other main areas where you're like, well, you should really check out Tijuana? Tijuana and the northern part of Baja California is actually quite amazing because Tijuana has a very interesting reputation, but it's actually quite the opposite. Tijuana is one of the birthplaces of a lot of Mexican food that are synonymous with Mexican culture. It's also an area that is loaded with with properties. The airport's huge. It actually has, there's direct flights from Tijuana to Tokyo, or at least before the pandemic. And um, an interesting factoid is that just south of Tijuana, you have Ensenada, and Ensenada is beautiful, but it It's also the beginning of the Mexican wine country. So just as California has incredible wineries, so does Ensenada. And you could actually do quite a lot of winery hopping, per se, and stay at gorgeous hotels along the way. I never knew that, but that is a really good thing to know. Yeah, it's actually quite quite great. The, The wine route in Mexico is just extremely, extremely underrated. So if you had to pick like your top three resorts or point hotels in all of Mexico, what would you say are the top three that people definitely should not skip out on? Okay. Since AMR Resorts is now in Hyatt, I would definitely not miss Breathless in in Cabo. That's an amazing property. Another property I think is just completely unmissable is the the St. Regis in Punta Mita. Punta Mita is amazing and it's relaxing and it's gorgeous and it's Instagrammable. I highly recommend that property. So the third property that I would highly recommend is actually the Thompson in Playa del Carmen. 
it's a gorgeous property in and the hotel's vibe is just chic. It's trendy without being overbearing. That property is unmissable, especially if you're in Riviera Maya. Hey there. Some of the redemptions we talk about on this show sound incredible and aspirational. And I know Instagram can make it seem like points influencers are earning points effortlessly and endlessly. But the reality is that most people don't really have that much money to spend and don't want to open up that many credit cards. And I don't think the correct answer should be for me or any other influencer to just keep shilling out more cards while saying that sign-up bonuses are the end-all be-all. Am I wrong? On this show, we've discussed so many different ways to earn points while still staying within your budget. I'm actually putting together a series of tutorials with step-by-step guides for how to easily earn more points without opening 20 cards. If you're interested in getting early access and don't want to miss out on these strategies, check out geobreezetravel.com waitlist, which I have linked for you in the show notes. In the meantime, we also offer some next-level tips and tricks in the monthly masterclasses within the Patreon, and you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. This week's Patreon shout-out goes out to Megan. Thank you for being a part of the GeoBreeze Travel Patreon community. Awesome. And I like how those are kind of spread out all over. So depending on where you want to go in Mexico or whether you want to do a Hyatt property or a Marriott property. I know there's lots of good Hilton ones out there too. We talked about the Waldorf Astoria in Cabo. So lots of different options, no matter what hotel chain you tend to favor. Yeah. yeah the, the idea is to have a little bit of variety, but obviously there's a lot of options in terms of aspirational properties and there's always the cash options that are just all over the place. Perfect. This has been so valuable. I really want to go to Mexico again. I want to do all of the tequila tastings and everything that you mentioned with everything that you know about all of tourism in Mexico, which is obviously a lot. What would you say is your number one piece of travel advice for people listening today? I'd say the number one recommendation that I would say is go with an open mind and an open heart and a very empty stomach. So that way you can try a little bit of everything, get out of your comfort zone, find a way to really challenge yourself to experience new things. You mentioned that you stayed in a you stayed in your resort, and that's fine, but there, Mexico has so much to offer in terms of uh in terms of culture, in terms of food, like don't just eat the basics, go for the crazy stuff, the things that are just really out there. And you never know when you might fall in love with the culture. And I highly recommend that. Oh, for sure. What is the most interesting food that people don't normally think to eat that you would recommend people try? There's los gusanos in Oaxaca, which are insects that you can eat that are extremely high on protein, and they're surprisingly tasty. That's that's a thing that's extremely out there. But just in general, try to get off the menu from tacos and try the other things. Chile nogada is delicious. I think that there's so many dishes in the Mexican menu that you can be there for three months and have a different thing every day, and you'll always be surprised at how delicious it is. Great advice. Speaking of great advice, can you give a shout out to somebody else on the internet who people should follow for awesome points and miles tips? An extremely, an extremely good friend of mine who got me into the whole thing is Spencer from Straight to the Points. He's probably extremely mentioned that and often, but he is one of the best people I know in the in the in the points world. And he not only is knowledgeable, but he's actually extremely open. So if you have any questions about how to use your points or even how to book certain hotels, between him and you, Julia, you guys are an amazing, amazing team. 
And I'm looking forward to another collaboration between you two. Awesome. Thank you. And where can we find you on the internet? Okay. You can find me on Instagram, Viajando Extra. Fly more. Travel more. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Pedro, so much for coming onto the show today. I learned so much about all of the different offerings in Mexico. And I'm sure we've only scratched the surface in the last 40 minutes or so because there are a ton of different resorts that you can get with Hyatt or Marriott or Hilton or fine hotels and resorts or any of the other programs. So I look forward to hearing about everybody's different travels and how everybody gets to explore Mexico. And thank you again so much for coming onto the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreezetravel.com hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels!